0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us. So be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Submit, to rank under, to obey, listen. To obey your parents, the word obey has to do with action. The word honor has to do with attitude. Obey has to do with action. Honor has to do with attitude. And it's very, very sad. Have you noticed? I'm sure you have. We live in a generation that kids, children, people are being taught that obedience is optional. We live in a culture where we're taught that honor is optional. Whatever happened to that word honor? How many times have you used the word honor? Probably not that many in the culture we live because we don't talk about it because nobody does it. There's no such thing as honor anymore. No such thing as honor and you try to buy something. I mean, you a stack of papers this thick. Why? Because your word means nothing. We got a lawyer in the house. Is that right or wrong? That's a good lawyer answer. He went.
0: That's
1: good, man. I'm learning. I'm learning. No, I mean, no, no honor. There's no honor. There's no respect. There's no honor given to parents. There's no honor from children given to their mom, given to their dad. No respect, no obedience. And any obedience I've noticed that you see in this culture, oftentimes is not obedience at all. Sometimes it's compliance. Do you know there is a difference between obedience and compliance? Obedience has to do with action, as I said. Compliance has to do with the heart. Compliance is different than obedience. Compliance is the issue of the heart. Compliance is kind of this outward action. You just do it. Obedience is you're doing it from the heart. You see, you're doing it from the heart. Compliance is perfectly correct in action and perfectly wrong in heart. Compliance looks like willingness, but inwardly it's revolt and waiting for an opportunity to break out. Sometimes we see a lot of compliance but not real obedience. You know, it reminds me of a story of a little boy whose mother wanted him to sit down, but he wouldn't sit down. And finally, she took him and she sat him down in a chair, and he looked at, up at her, and he said, you make me sit down on the outside, but I'm still standing up on the inside. <laughs> the difference between Obedience and compliant. Jesus said, listen, don't be compliant. Be obedient from the heart and honor your mother and your father. Matthew chapter 15, we discussed this in our study in Matthew. As the Pharisees were, you know the story, was giving Jesus a hard time and questioning him about these man-made traditions. And Jesus answered their question with a question. I I love that. Jesus answered their question with a question. I like it because that parents do it all the time. We do it all the time. We're masters at it. Mom, can I go out with my friends? And you give them the standard parental comeback question. Is your room clean? (laughs) Yes. Is your bathroom clean? Yes. Have you taken out the trash? Yes. You're really looking for a no answer. But, But you... Taking out trash? Yes. Is your homework done? Yes. Have you done everything I told you? Yes. Now you're getting frustrated. Have you studied for the bar exam? No. Uh, no. Well, you can't go. You know, you're looking for a no answer. But Jesus had answered them with a question. Jesus said, listen, why do you transgress the commandment of God? Because of your traditions. And then Jesus said, watch this, in Matthew chapter 15, verse 4 through 7, Jesus said, for God commanded, saying, honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, Whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Then he need not honor his father or his mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Jesus says that when they were, they were taking God's word and they were twisting it. And they were saying, whatever I've gotten of God, they actually, King James uses the word Corban, Corban. Because the elders of Israel had taught that if you had something of value, you could just say Corbin, which means a gift of God, and then it's yours. You don't have to share it. You don't have to give it. So when your parents got old and there was no retirement fund, no assistant living, God expected the kids to take care of the parents. So if mom and dad needed something, you would just say Corbin. You just say, sorry, pops. You know, I can't help you. Sorry, mom. I'd love to, but I can't help you. Corbin, it's a gift from God. It's a gift to God. Can't give it to you because I already gave it to God. You see, they were finding theological loopholes and making the scriptures of none effect. And Jesus said, don't do that. Honor your father and your mother. And it's very interesting about these Ten Commandments. Isn't it a very interesting thing that in these Ten Commandments about respecting elders and respecting your mom and your father, he doesn't really say anything about, you know, Respecting the king. You would think in the Ten Commandments, God might say something like, well, respect the elders. Respect the king. Respect the political leaders. Respect the president. Respect your boss. Honor your boss. God doesn't say anything like that. It's very interesting to get this. The Ten Commandments don't even say specifically respect God's authority. They don't say that. Because it says honor your parents, Honor your mother and father, because when you listen, this is very important. When you honor your mother and father, you are honoring God. You understand? When you honor your mother and father, your parents, you're honoring God. So listen. Why does God tell children to obey their parents? Let me just give you a few suggestions. Why does God tell children to honor and obey their parents? Here's one for you if you're taking notes. Because listen, it helps them to learn how to obey and honor and trust God. That's number one. You see, when you ask your children to do something and they don't understand why they're doing it, but they do it anyway, You're teaching them obedience and you're teaching them trust. What they learn from you, they're going to translate into what God looks like. If you understand that, say amen. Amen. What they learn from you, they're going to translate in what God looks like and how God relates to people. So if you say to your kids, I need you to do something, and they do it and they don't understand why they're doing it, then you're teaching them to trust You're teaching them to obey, not only you, but you're teaching them to trust and obey the Lord. How many times does God tell us to do stuff and we don't understand why we're doing it? But God says, I don't have to give you a reason, just obey and do it. That should sound familiar to parents. Why I got to do this? Why I got to do that? I usually tell them. Because I'm the daddy, that's why. Remember I told you guys I used to have a picture? I wish I knew where it was. I'd take it out again, have it blown up, put it on the front door. It was a picture of a big papa bear in a lounge chair. And he had all these little baby bears around him. And all the baby bears were standing there, and above the papa bear's head, it said, I'm the daddy, that's why. I love that. I used to hang that right over my lazy boy. The picture was right there. Kids come, why well, I got to do this? Why well, I got to do that? I just go. <laughs> I not got say much. But see, when you just obey because God told you to do it, or your children just obey you because you told them to do it without explanation, then they are learning to trust God. They are learning to obey God. Very, very, very important. It's very interesting that that a study was done. Listen at this. A study was done, and it found that if both mom and dad, get this, attend church regularly, 72% of the children continue to go to church when they're older and out of the house. 72%. If only dad attends regularly, 55% remain faithful. If only mom attends regularly, 15% remain faithful. If neither attend regularly, only 6% of children continue to go to church at the age when they are not forced to. Isn't that very interesting? You know, somebody once said this, the only thing parents can take to heaven with them is their children. You understand that? The only thing you can take to heaven with you is your children. Listen, when your kids see you trusting God and obeying God, even when you don't understand everything, they learn to trust and obey and follow God. And you're taking them to heaven with you. It's a witness and a testimony to them. The second reason children should obey their parents because most parents, listen, have their best interest in heart. Listen to me close. Except, are you listening? Except on rare occasions, nobody is going to love you like your mama and your daddy. You understand? Only 50% of people agree with that. Amen? Nobody is going, who do you think is going to put up with you? But your mama and your daddy. You know, don't forget. See, this is what happens. We get older and we forget. Don't forget it was your parents who wiped your hiney. Yeah, I said it. And changed your diaper. Don't forget it was your parents who kept you from hurting yourself. It was your mom and your dad that kept you from running out in traffic. Amen. Y'all realize some of y'all be dead right now if it wasn't for your mom? (laughs) You wouldn't be here. They have your best interest in heart. We forget. We get older, we get a good education, we get a good job, and we forget that it was your mom and your dad who sacrificed and saved so you could get that education, so you could get that job. So don't forget, they have your best interest in heart. You know, the way I grew up, Pastor Rodney... My mom, I remember times when we didn't have food. And I remember times when my mother would feed us bread and mayonnaise sandwiches because that's all that was in the refrigerator and she didn't get a sandwich and I noticed that. I can remember those days. I can remember times when my mom bought us clothes because we needed clothes and she couldn't get herself anything. Somebody needs to say amen. I know I am not the only one. Yeah, we grew up poor. Up, po. We couldn't afford the other OR. Yep, that's right. But see, I I boldly say that because I, I, I glory now in what the Lord has done. I praise the Lord that I never had to choose whether to give my kids food or, or me eat. But praise God, if I had to make that decision because of I am a parent and I have the best interest of my children in heart, I would have given them food and not eaten myself. Amen. I remember times my mother did that. So don't you forget. Here's my word to you. Don't you forget. You ain't never that educated. You ain't never made that much money, and you're never that important where you forget where you came from. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm going to wait. No. And that's what happens. We get educated, making money, living on that side of town. And mama lives over there, and we're like, oh, well, she's just an embarrassment. And we forget. Your parents have your best interest in heart, and you are where you are because they helped you get there. Don't you ever forget that. You're a wise person if you remember. You didn't get to where you are because you're all that. Because you're not. I'm trying to help you. You're not all that. Somebody had to help you get there. And it's my bet. uh, Except for rare circumstances, it was your parents. Number three, children should obey their parents. Are you still tracking with me? Children should obey their parents because here's something really simple. Jesus did. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You might remember the stories in Luke chapter 2. You read it in your own time. Mary and Joseph left Jesus in Jerusalem, and they didn't know where he was. And they came back, and they found Jesus with the rabbis, which is a wonderful story. Read it in your own time. And Jesus said, Mom, Dad, remember this? Jesus said, didn't you know that I would be about my father's business? And then Jesus obeyed, and he left with them. And the Bible tells us that Jesus always sought to please the Father. You see, when you teach your children obedience, you're teaching them to be more like Jesus. Number four, you should honor and obey your parents because... something really simple. They gave you life. Do you know the same chemical components that are in your body are the same in your parents' body? Now, I know that God gives life, but God used them to give you life. You see? So you should obey your parents because they gave you life. Not only that, but number five, you should obey and honor your parents because they saved your life. They saved your life. How many times did you almost get hit by a car? How many times did you almost get lost in Walmart? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You get lost in Walmart, you might never be found. <laughs> Ain't no telling what's gonna happen. Walmart, no! And your mom come look. come here, where you at? Where you at? Oh, I found you. What are you doing on the roof? I don't know, I mean. <laughs> I mean, your parents. How many times did they save you from drowning? I mean, that's happened. I remember my mom taught me how to swim. My mom was quite athletic, and she was a great swimmer. And uh, and uh, when she come down here, y'all gonna be like, "Oh, Gertrude, we know all about it, child. We know all about it." (laughs) My mom was a great swimmer, and she taught me how to swim. And uh, I had just, the day I really thought I had it, I had it good, and I'm standing there by my mama, you got it? I went, yeah, I got it, I got it, I can do this. So she pushed me in the water. I was was like, nice, mommy. And I'm about, honestly, I didn't have it, I almost drowned. Honestly, I mean, (laughs) 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 I come up on the, (laughs) I think she let me just be in there for a while. I think it was abuse, man, I think... I was abused. (laughs) She finally pulled me up out of the water. But how many times have we all been saved by our parents? They saved your life. Point number five, if you're taking notes, you're still with me. You should honor and obey your parents because they not only gave you life and saved your life, but they also made your life. They made your life. I mean, think about all the times when mom cooked for you. All those times she cooked for you. And all those times she sat you down at the table. This is stuff I'm just trying to help you remember. The time she sat you down at the table and got your food ready. I remember. I got to tell you, and I'm just, uh, I'm glad he's not in here. I don't think he's in here. I'm going to tell you something about Rodney Jr. I promise not to tell him. <laughs> y'all lie. Y'all say everything. As soon as y'all walk out there, well, I heard all about it. He's a little boy. They had him in the. High chair, I don't even remember I used to play this. And I used to, uh, I used to, when it was time to feed him. I used to play open the garage, which was the mouth, and fly the plane in for a landing, which was the spoon. So you know, I you know, all righty, gotta get the garage open. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> That's the stupidest little game, you know. And gotta get the garage open. He go, gotta be wide open mm. and then I would just fly past the garage You mm. would go ah. <laughs> I was like open your mouth it's coming in for a landing I mean you did all kinds of things to get him to eat you know what I mean it's coming in for a landing mm. oh that's good you know what I mean You did all those things. If y'all tell him, I, I'm going to leave church as soon as it's over. I'm getting in my car and go home. <laughs> but, but, but they made your life. They co- you know, pa- parents, think about this here. And I, I think this is the math. Bill, check me on my math, okay? Here's the math, okay? I did the math today. I think I did it right. Okay, three meals a day per day for 18 years is approximately 18,144 meals. Bill check me. Well, he's a scientist, I, you can do math, can't you? Yeah, no, yeah, of course. I think that's right, yeah, that is right. I thought that's a lot of meals, y'all. That's just the three meals. I ain't. Some of y'all ate six or eight meals a day. <laughs> Blowing up. Some of y'all ate, I mean, more than that. You know, the next time, you know, oh, I don't know if he loved me. I don't know if my mama loved me. I don't know if my daddy love me. You know, my kids, uh, do you love me? Question, did you eat? Where my parents at? Where my parents at? Did you eat? Well, yeah, I ain't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let me tell you something. Every time you eat, let it be a reminder of how much I love you. I love you enough to get the food in the house to even let you eat the food I bought. Now, I don't want to know you love me. Did you sleep in the bed last night? (laughs) Parents, y'all need to say amen. You know that's right. I know we've had that talk about my room. And I told you my comments tonight are just not honestly. You will not hear Dr. Phil say this. No, 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 no. No. no You don't have a room. I'm gonna clap for myself. You don't have a room. Let me tell you, you have a room when you pay for it. I'm from the old school. Y'all need the help. And you look, you came in my room and you looked through my stuff, no. I'm like, no. Not look to your stuff. You don't have stuff. I have stuff. And you know, contrary to your belief, contrary to your belief, every, we all have done it. We all have done it. You know, I, when I get older, I'm not going to be nothing like my parents. And what happens? You grow up, you are just like your parents. Isn't that true? You're just like them. You're like, I wouldn't do this. I ain't going to do that. I would never do that to my kids. I would never go in their room. And as soon as you start paying the rent, you're in there every day. Especially when they ain't there. Which I think is Wisdom. I really do. I mean, some of the stuff we see going on and uh, the internet, the kids are on the internet and the kids have uh, things going on in their lives. And what was the two guys who built the bomb and planned the whole Columbine thing in their bedrooms online? And the drugs and things like that. I'm not implying that everybody here and all kids are on drugs. I'm just implying that as responsible parents, I'm not implying anything, I'm saying as a responsible parents, we have a responsibility to look after our children. And part of that means go in the room. Go in the room. Go in the room that you just paid the mortgage on. It's okay. It's going to be all right. And you know, ultimately, you know what happens? They know you love them. They may not like what you're doing, but they know that you love them enough to check on them and and see what they're doing and see how, how things are going. That's what happens. They might get upset about it, but you'll get over it. There'll be a lot of things in life you're going to get upset about, but you'll get over it. You'll be okay. We all had our little issues, and some of us, we're all older and grown and... We grow. We get over it. Life is full of difficulties and disappointments. It's going to be okay. We'll all grow. We'll all learn. You'll grow up and the very things that your parents did to you that you said you would never do to your kids. Those are the exact same things you do with your kids.
0: You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina.